ladies, and welcome to The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to support and resource them towards growth in all areas of life, spiritual, professional, and personal. We seek to do this through The Genius Podcast, which you're listening to, the live virtual Catholic Women's Summits, our Catholic Women's Masterclass, and through a new initiative we're kicking off this year, and that is Catholic Coaching Programs for Women. So ladies, if you're interested in checking out any of these resources, please visit our website, www.geniusproject.co. Come and follow us on Instagram, genius underscore project underscore daily, Facebook or on YouTube. So we are entering into the second week of Lent, ladies. And to help us unpack further our theme around prayer, remember we're looking at prayer the first two weeks, fasting and almsgiving throughout this podcast series. So to help us go deeper in this pillar of prayer, I have invited my very beautiful dear sister and friend Zenka Taft to further unpack this pillar with us. Zenka is married to Gary. They have three beautiful girls. She runs a cafe just outside of Canberra and she has become a very dear friend over the past nine years since she moved from the United Kingdom. Zenka is a prayer warrior. She knows her Bible inside out and she is currently a leader with the Bethel School of Faith here in Australia. So ladies, sit back, relax and enjoy this conversation with Zenka Taft. Well, it is my great joy, privilege, and honor to introduce my very good friend and sister in the Lord, Zenka Taft, to all the women on the podcast. Welcome, Zenka. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Welcome. Welcome all the women all over the world, because I know everybody's listening everywhere to this yes. amazing podcast. It is, actually. It's amazing. Like, the, when you look at the podcast um stats you can see all the countries where it's listened and it's it's incredible amazing but anyway Zenka we've been talking about having you as a guest for two years so we've finally finally done it you're looking very nice I like all your love hearts on the back of your chair there oh, thank you yeah it's my uh, Valentine's Day Valentine's Day very nice blanket <laughs> from myself to myself oh, and a little push <laughs> very nice for people who are listening and can't see the video Zenka is She's got a blanket and a cushion with lots of love hearts. <laughs> uh, well, Zenka is a very, very good friend of mine. Zenka came to Australia nine years ago, right? Is that correct? Yeah, nine years ago, a couple of weeks ago, it was the anniversary. Wow. So Gary and Zenka, they're married, they have three children, and randomly one day they were living in the UK and they're like, let's move to Australia. And then they're like, where should we live? And they landed on Canberra and they're like, where should we go to church? <laughs> and they landed on our parish church and that this English couple rocks up and with their three girls and we just fell in love with you instantly and have become very good friends. So we yeah. have, yes, yeah. That's kind What's of your okay. memory of that first meeting? I remember you wearing this really, I mean, Zenka's quite tall, everybody. I'm quite short. I'm five foot. How tall are you? I'm like five foot seven. Without you, I'm average. Just Karen is really small. No, see, for everybody listening, Zenka, I don't know why. If you're five seven, you have to wear stilettos with platforms when you're standing next to someone who's five foot. So we have this rule now: she's not allowed to wear big shoes when she comes to see me. And when we take photos, usually Karen tries to step like on the third step. Thanks, Zenka. She's still smaller than me. (laughs) Share all my secrets. (laughs) But it's true. 
Alyssa recently came up to uh, Canberra. Alyssa sings and um, has blessed us at our online Catholic women's events um, with her beautiful gift of music. But her and I are the same height. We were like, woohoo. Zenka came along to lunch. It was quite funny. She was quite out of place. It wasn't me feeling. Yeah. <laughs> when we had the photo, Karen asked me to like come. You know, she know. Just yes, put your shoulders out. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you exposed our secrets. <laughs> Well, Zinka, it's fantastic to have you on the podcast today. And, and you and your husband have such an incredible gift in terms of prayer and faith. When you landed in our parish, and I remember asking you to join our sisterhood group, I remember the night you came. I still remember where each of us were sitting on my couches and you left and you'd shared and the rest of us are all texting going, how awesome is this woman? It was like this breath of fresh air that just... You know, like when you've been walking the faith for many years, not that it becomes stale, but you kind of get a little comfortable, don't you, with scripture, with sharing, with prayer. And I think we ended up in that place. And you just came in like this beautiful breath of fresh air and livened us up and just reminded us that we serve a supernatural God who still answers prayer, who still performs miracles, that scripture is alive and well. It's the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And you just reignited, I think, this gift of faith in all of us. And this is one of your signature messages and charisms is just your love of prayer, scripture and the faith. Have I summed that up all right? Thank you. I think so, yes. Yeah. You, you, yeah. But I, I loved it, you know, that, that first night when I met all of you and you actually were answered to my prayers. Because um, when I was coming here, I did pray for a, a group of very close friends that will become my sisters and you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been journeying now for like nine years. And it's amazing that um, God has provided, you know, somebody that comes from Europe and it's got no family here. Well, because and- you're not actually from the UK. Like you actually were born in Poland, correct? I am from Poland, yes. So yeah, I was born in Poland and this weird accent where it's not quite <laughs> British and it's not quite Polish, and now she's got a bit of Aussie. So we hustle her. What uh, my favorite words are? What are they? Say them. This is puppy on the bus. <laughs> in the bush. <laughs> the puppy at the bus stop. She says the puppy at the bus stop. <laughs> But we love you, Zenka, and we love this um, this beautiful gift that you are. And you've been the greatest gift to us, honestly. You say that we were a gift to you. But I think God really blesses us sometimes in life with women who are not only friends but become sisters. And I, with our group, our sisterhood group, I truly feel like that. I, I have one biological sister, Anita, and she's beautiful. But to have all of you women as well, I feel like you are my sisters and such a gift. And that's, it's for me the same. And, you know, we, we support each other not only by sharing, but we're there for each other in hard times and in dancing. I love dancing. As long as you don't wear big shoes than me. (laughs) (laughs) But absolutely. And I think, you know, each one of us in our group has been through some really really hard things and really big challenges and honestly I look back and I couldn't have got through and I know all of us would say the same without the prayer and the friendship of one another such such a beautiful gift it is yes so we are moving into the second week of Lent Zenka and you're going to share with us a little bit about your heart and your passion for scripture and prayer today and just I guess lead us deeper into this pillar of Lent on prayer 
So we have prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and we're spending the first two weeks of Lent unpacking this pillar of prayer. And so I'd love it if you could share a little bit about, I guess, your experience of prayer and why is it such a passion of yours? Yes. Um, I think I'll start with, you know, beautiful um, quote from um, St. Teresa of Lisieux, which is quoted as well in the book that um, we're doing in the land. Our group, does it. And I know you as well been um, basing your podcasts yes. um, on the same book, which is The Restore by Sister... Miriam James Heitland. There you are. You're better with the names than I am. <laughs> for me, so prayer for me, it's a search of the heart. It is a simple look turned toward heaven. And it's a cry of recognition and of love, embracing both trial and joy. Centuries of this year. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful prayer. And, and actually in my book, uh, as a, our little sisterhood group, we, we're also going through this book um, in Lent. I, I've written, for me, prayer is relationship with God. That's what it is. It's me talking to him, him listening to me, but also him talking to me and me listening to him. Because very often I find that, that we can... Um, especially in hard times and um, you know when we come to prayers and we put our hands together and we're asking God for something and we we can ask and intercede um knock on his door open the heaven door and we need this miracle we need change of situation but often we forget to listen to him mm-hmm. and it's I think like in any relationship like relationship with um, we've got, you know, when we with partners, when we start, you know, dating and things like that, you spend a lot of time talking, but you listen as well. You ask questions and you listen to answers. Mm-hmm. So that's prayer for me. It is. I sit with Jesus and in the morning I said, hi, Jesus, what are you saying to me this morning? And um, we've built up this amazing relationship together that he sits with me and I really feel his presence. And Anybody that will sit with him will experience the same thing. Will see him, will feel him, and will hear him. Because he wants to have relationship with everybody. He doesn't just leave it, you know, for our wonderful saints that we've had over the centuries or, you know, thousands of years. He is available for everyone. And each time we can return to him. And I think that's what Lent is about. Return to him. And through the prayer, we can really engage with Jesus and Holy Spirit and Papa. Papa, Father God. Amen. You know, on um, Friday night, our daughters go to the same youth group. And I actually turned up because one of my girls was going on to have a sleepover. And so I had to drop her off. And then after she left, I went into the church there because they have adoration all night. And I just sat and I ended up being there for an hour and three quarters. I had only intended to go in for 10 minutes. And it was so amazing just to, I mean, that place, St. Benedict's has been a place of adoration for many years, which, you know, Jonathan and I go to, but during COVID the last couple of years, we haven't had that opportunity. So to return to that, Oh my goodness, the experience of just sitting and, you know, you initially have all the busyness and the thoughts and all the things that you're trying to wrestle out. And then you get to this place where you just settle 
and you just settle into the actual presence of Christ and the presence of God. And such a beautiful place to be because that is the place where he really wants to meet and encounter us in that solitude with him, like that experience of just being present to his presence. Yeah. And, and I know we're going to talk about later on some of the ways in which we can pray, but we have all the different prayers in our church and, and everyone has their own style. But really the essence, and I think the essence and the invitation in this land is for us to drop down into that place of solitude with the Lord, where it's just he and us, where he can yeah. really encounter us. And that's the area that he does his most beautiful work in. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely. And it's so beautiful that like now um, and in so many different places all over the world, um, churches have been open and we can go and sit with him. Um, and we know that he is there, present in tabernacle. But for those that perhaps don't have uh, access to church or they can't just, you know, drive and pop in because there is adoration, he is actually in you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is made to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. And he is in us. He created us in his image so he can dwell in us. So if you can find I am very blessed to have a prayer room in my house. We have dedicated a small, it's, it's an office or study room, but we dedicate it as a prayer room. And Karen um, sat in my, my room of a weekend um, and it is amazing atmosphere here and we've created this special place but it could be a corner of your bedroom I know Karen's got beautiful chair blue chair in her bedroom yeah. <laughs> that you can sit with the Lord and pray and it could be in your living room or outside or even you know when you're going for a walk you can find that special space with him and have that solitude and just sit with him and and find time that you can be quiet with the Lord. I think that, that you just um, mentioned that, you know, to have that personal time without disturbance. Yeah, I want to read this quote, actually, talking about solitude, because I think sometimes in life we can be afraid of being alone. Like I know, you know, over the past couple of years, and you've walked very closely with me in this, it's the challenges that we've faced in our personal life. Um but I felt like I was running away from solitude because I felt like to actually sit in it, you feel the full weight of everything mm. that's happening. But to return to that and realise it's nothing to be afraid of because Christ meets you there and he holds you in this embrace. So I just wanted to speak into this idea of solitude and I just wanted to read this little quote from Henry Nouwen because it's beautiful. He said, solitude is thus the place of our purification and our transformation. It's the place of great struggle, but it's the place of great encounter. It is the place where Christ actually remodels us into his own image and frees us from the victimizing compulsions of the world. He said, solitude is the place of our salvation. And I think that word salvation is our saving. So this, this invitation to go into prayer, into solitude, that is where we're going to experience God's saving grace in whatever area we need it in our life. Yes, that is a really beautiful quote. Yeah, I love, I love him. He's beautiful. Yes, but he too, he's yeah. big on the solitude, like very big and encountering Christ just one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, I, like, I found it, you know, when I sit, I'll come to my prayer room and I'll sit down with him and I'll invite him. 
And I do it in the morning uh, before the children get up. So my teenage daughters who demanding everything <laughs> in the morning. And so it's very, very quiet. And I can sit with him and I just ask him and speak to him. And like recently I've, um, I've experienced um, a loss, a loss of a, of a person that actually I've never met, but God put her on my heart. Mm-hmm. And um, she unfortunately passed away and he's gone to heaven, but he really taught me about his mercy. And that day when it happened, when she was, you know, she was gone, um, Friday was a couple of weeks ago, I sat down in the afternoon and I just said, it doesn't make sense because we prayed for healing and it, it just didn't make sense. And I sat down with him and I said, can I, can you come and can you sit with me? And I saw Jesus in the front room and I saw him on the front and I said to him, can you sit with me under a tree? And he just laughed <laughs> and he said, yes, of course, because I love you. And he sat down and he showed me his mercy and his love and heart in that situation. Mm-hmm. But it was that moment of the solitude of sitting with him, crying with a broken heart where he comes in and he just heals. And it still doesn't make sense that she died. It doesn't for me. And even I spoke with one of our priests that we know, and he said, it doesn't make sense. But God brings the mercy and love and goodness in everything. And he's already has brought goodness in that situation. And he said to me, if I love that person, when I prayed and I sat with him, he said, if you love that person so much, can you imagine how much I love her and her family? Mm, so beautiful. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's beautiful imagery. I think, you know, God often uses our imagination so that we can see him and have an encounter with him. Yes. So I think we sometimes we can get caught up in saying the right prayers. You know, it can become very legalistic, but we have to remember that we've been created in his image and likeness. Mm-hmm. And part of who we are, our intellect and our minds is our imagination. I love St. Joan of Arc said, I see God in my imagination. Yeah. And so using that imagery, I think God often gives us pictures. So they're not pictures that we've made up. They're actually gifts from him so that we can encounter him in prayer. Yes. Yes. Like, so I, I've learned that he speaks to me through images and through yes. pictures that are in that are my imagination, but they're dropped by Holy Spirit. They're not something that, that I know that just, you know, I have seen it and, uh, you know, like recalled. No, that's right. Yeah. It will be just at the particular time he will drop Holy Spirit will drop in my mind something that is so accurate and it will describe the situation or the questions that I have for him or the person. That's what he does. He uses. And scripture's got so many different um, verses with, you know, like Daniel was amazing with his um, dreams and, mm-hmm. um, and David, you know, King David, he had those. And even Jesus he used description of like parables and just for us to make it 
understanding and sense of that what he's trying to convey to us yeah absolutely it's not something strange you know to to the faith to like christian faith it is something that is is deep in entwined into our mm. into our prayer life oh beautiful zenka tell me your favorite scripture oh everyone should see zenka's prayer wall so i don't know if the the listeners can't speak have seen prayer is it prayer room prayer is prayer room with a prayer wall well war room is the movie isn't it yeah war room yeah war room it's a beautiful movie and she just goes to war in prayer she's her marriage is falling apart and she meets this mentor this older woman and she teaches her the value of prayer so I really encourage people to watch that movie the war room but she ends up putting up on post-it notes in her room all the prayers in her wardrobe anyway Zenka was inspired and she has this incredible wall of prayers it's just it's amazing isn't it and I love coming there because you move the prayers once they're answered to the other side. Yes. And it gives me so much hope because you realize that God is answering prayer, that yes, prayer is a relationship, but we can also come to him. Scripture says to present your petitions before him, you know, praise and thanksgiving. And so sometimes he might not answer our prayers the way in which we'd like, but that he is still in that, isn't he? Growing in relationship. Yes. And I love the way you've got that prayer. Yeah. So I've got in my room a, a prayer wall that I put the prayers that, you know, people ask me or I've got requests to God and I intercede for others. Um, and it, it happened when we were moving and I was putting all, all down. And then I noticed I'm like, oh, that was answered. Oh, this prayer was answered. This prayer was answered. <laughs> so I've got second wall now and it's called victory wall. Oh. And it's all the answered prayers. Is it the visual? I love that. Yes. And it's amazing that actually you see it. How many of your prayers, because often we don't make a note of them. You know, we pray, things happen, but we forget. Yes. This is really a reminder all the time, every day. It reminds me, I am here. I answering your prayer. I do miracles the same way as I did in Moses' time, in David's time, and Jesus' time. I do it now. Jesus is alive and he does and he wants to answer our prayers every day and he does it and it's amazing and I've seen um of, of smaller things of you know parking lot when you go to the uh, shopping center to a healing mm. I'm still praying for resurrection <laughs> <laughs> one day it will happen <laughs> But I think that's it, Zenka, it's we sometimes and so often because we're caught up in the hustle and, and as women, you know, there are so many demands on our time that if we're not being really intentional about our prayer life and our prayers, then we can forget that I would, we've either forgotten to pray or that we have forgotten to take note of when the Lord and how the Lord is actually moving in our life. And I think he gives us answers He gives us answered prayer as evidence of his goodness and his faithfulness because he is a good and he is a faithful God. And sometimes even in the face of not having our prayers answered as he would, as we think he should, Mm -hmm. he is still at work. And so looking for the grace and looking for what he's trying to do in that situation, what a new prayer might become, it's really a good idea to journal that and to write those down so that we can keep track of them. 
Yes, yes, definitely. And I, I do journal. I've got probably about four different journals. <laughs> at different times. <laughs> I know you've got a bazillion journals there. It's fantastic. But it is, I think it is important because um, in my journaling, I can see how God speaks to me, how he reveals his heart to me and, and enlarge my heart um, to, to be, you know, full of him. Mm. Um, but you're right you know in our busy lives is often we, we forget and um, think so not a purpose it just it just slips our mind mm. I know the Holy Spirit often will remind me at, at good times you know when I needed something this will happen you know so many years ago and I'm like oh yes that was you know and it's appropriate now to share with somebody because our experiences of our prayers and answer prayers they're just not for us. They're as well for others. It is to um, help other people. And if we've seen things, as, you know, like the, the prayers have been answered, it releases this prophetic realm that it will do it again. Like Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus Christ is, this, of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And that's what it is. And we, we should share. We should share our um, victories, Absolutely. our testimonies, what Jesus has done in our lives, what God moved mountains for us. And he does all the time. Absolutely. He does 100%. And I think also just the power in the declaration, like that we forget the power of the spoken word. So even mm. if you're on your own, like to really pray and, and to speak to the Lord, and then to declare his promises and his goodness and his faithfulness over the situation, over the valley that someone might be walking through, yeah. because there's hope in that. Yes. And that, that you mentioned so that, that, that movie, The War Room, and that's what she was doing. You know, she was like when she got into that deep relationship with him and she claimed it back her authority we have authority and we have to pronounce it we have to speak it out yes. you know the verse in proverbs i think it's proverbs 18 says that there is a power of life and death in the tongue and we just need to be aware of that and speak it out yes and pray it loud yes absolutely and this idea that we can sow a famine or a feast into our life that so often we can hit times of difficulty and we have nothing on which to draw. And sometimes that's because we haven't been sowing this feast mm. into our life in terms of our personal relationship in prayer with, with the person of Jesus. So yeah, it's that, so that's true. Yes. But also I think, you know, he's always happy when the prodigal daughter or prodigal son come back to him. And even if we haven't, you know, spoke to him and, and people will say, oh, I haven't prayed for so long. I don't know how to start it. He waits. He waits and he delights when we come back to him. And it's when is best time to start coming back now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It, like it just, just go back to him and he just waits with the open arms like you know the the father in, in the story of prodigal son he just waits runs out actually and brings the rope and the ring because he is so happy and he will he will speak to you he will he will open his heart and i've no i've done it that like many years ago i i i was a little bit rebel and i yeah left 
but I didn't leave God. I just kind of wandered off, went into a wilderness somewhere. Yeah. And then and then I come back to him and I said, Would you have me back? Would you have me back? And he did. He just waited. He said, I'm here. He is there all the time. Even if we don't feel, we don't feel that he's there. He is there. His presence is always with us. He said, I will never leave you. Never. I will never leave you orphaned. And that's what you, you know, you mentioned you wandered away. Like he doesn't move, but no. we often move away. And Henry Nguyen talks about this idea of homecoming, that mm. our lives are this constant leaving and returning to the love of the father. And Father Ken's going to unpack for us the story of the prodigal son and oh. that return later in the, in the podcast series during Lent. But it's true that we spend our whole lives, whether it's actually leaving our faith and coming back to it, or whether it's just the busyness of the day and we forget to pray mm -hmm. and we get off course in terms of our relationships and how we conduct ourselves. But there's this constant leaving and returning. And I think that invitation is there. He is always there. Yeah. I, I think I shared with you on um, Zenka on Friday, I came in, Jonathan was home. My husband was home from work <laughs> and I came into the lounge room and I was annoyed. I was already annoyed about a whole lot of other things, not him related, just life related. And I snapped at him like, and I don't normally do this. And he was really like, he was, he, and rightfully so offended. And he sort of, he told me that. And I just felt terrible. And I ended up going to adoration Friday night and I sat there because I was sort of coming back to the Lord saying, oh, I got busy and I wasn't centered and I just reacted. And, and it was interesting because in prayer, he just, that encounter of just being received, but then very gently being challenged. And then it was like for the next hour and a half, it was just layer upon layer of revelation of, I guess, if we're not living in like huge sin, sometimes we can be a little bit blind to the ways in which we're not loving as as we should and so I think he was revealing those layers to me it was like oh ouch <laughs> but I was like well um but the experience then has been I think I've made this my commitment for Lent is just to go each day to adoration just to encounter him because like I I want to love my husband and I want to love my children and I want to be gentle but I can't do all of those things if I haven't got Christ at the center. Yeah. And I realize that, you know, in the, the pressure cooker that is life and, and all that we all face in any given day, we can so easily lose our, our footing. And prayer just grounds us in that place where we are able to go out and love as God loves um, and, and to be filled with his spirit, to be bearers of his image to other people. Yes. And I think when you spend time with him, then he allows you to love the other, love your husband, love your children, love your neighbor more. Yes. Because his love then pours into us. We allow it, that love to penetrate us, you know, go to our bone marrow. Mm. That's what, you know, scripture says. And, and, and that then can overflow. You know, our love, it will come and will fill our cup but then it will overflow just naturally. Mm. And I think, yeah, when we spend time with him in the solitude, in the prayer, sitting. We become like him, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I love uh, Mother Teresa's uh, quote. She said, love to pray. Pray enlarges the heart until it's capable of containing God's gift of himself. 
Mm, so the more we spend time with him, our hearts enlarge, our soul and spirit get soaked in with him, that eventually, you know, we will contain the gift of himself in us. Mm. And, and we do, I think, you know, like that's, we've been always um, taught in church that we should be the image of God and we should represent him. We are his light. He said, you are the light of the world. You are. You know, you and me and all the listeners, um, and we just shine his light. And the more we're exposed to him, the more we shine. Mm, that's right. I had, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that quote from Mother Teresa. That just sums up what I was saying. She was just like a one big God's heart. I know, I know. But yeah, just there's such a call, I think, too, at this moment in history where there's so much instability globally as well to really be centered in prayer and to because that's where we also encounter his peace you know father Mm. jacques philippe said that that is actually the greatest battle is to maintain our peace in the face of whatever is happening and so we can only do that we could only encounter and experience that when we're spending time with christ yes how quickly i lose my peace i know (laughs) You know, with the kids. Yeah. Oh, golly goodness. Like I, I come out of my prayer room, I'm so peaceful. I'm so hallelujah. <laughs> and then it's bang. <laughs> but do you know what? Like I had the same experience. So I had that experience with Jonathan on Friday. Yeah. And then yesterday morning, my kids were just like one of them didn't get on the bus on time. And I'd said, you have to be on the bus on time today. I have, a, And then I had to drive them to school. And I like literally had steam coming out of my ears and my nostrils. It was not pretty much today. <laughs> oh, no, I was really, really cranky. But I got, and, so, and then like with steam coming out of my nostrils and my ears, I then rock up to adoration, like the irony. <laughs> and I sat down. It was like Jesus said, all right, Karen, sit down. We need to talk because no matter how justified we might be, like you said, you have your peaceful encounter with the Lord in your prayer room and then you walk out and you have to deal with all the nonsense that teenage girls bring. Sometimes, not all the time. They bring a lot of grace and gift too. But we can sometimes and often we blame others. But for me, my experience in adoration, and this is the call in prayer, is to become more of Christ. So in those moments of frustration, I know going into adoration yesterday, it was like this great reset again. It was like, all right, it's not about winning. It's not about whose fault it was. It's about how is Christ living in you? How are you making his presence manifest to the people that are rubbing you up the wrong way and irritating you? So we only have that reservoir if we are encountering him in prayer. Yes, definitely. I used to have a bracelet uh, which said, what would Jesus do? Mm. Um, and, you know, we would wear it. And then, yeah, maybe perhaps I should buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, buy a new one. I think I need one too. <laughs> I think that's what would Jesus do in this situation. Yes. <laughs> So Zenka, tell us, we talk about um, prayers in terms of, like we've talked about this relationship, this beautiful relationship and encounter we have, but the church also gives us the gift of other prayers too. And so it's not a case of either or, it's both and. Explain to me, I guess, your experience in that, in terms of the prayers that the church gives us and how you integrate that with your personal prayer. I think first of all, 
um, it's our amazing prayer that our Lord give us. Um, and it's in the scripture. And Karen know that I absolutely love Bible. And I always encourage people to read and find a relationship in the word because it's a living word. It's not um, just some fairy tale. It is living word that changes life. When you read it, especially if you read it out loud. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's the scripture from Matthew uh, 6. It's when Jesus actually, then the disciples asked him, how shall we pray? And Jesus said, pray like this, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And that is... A, such a wonderful prayer and I've already spent some times you know so many times kind of digesting verse by verse but really I think at this time it's, it's, it speaks to me that the his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and if you can imagine what is happening in heaven mm-hmm. I mean there's angels they admiring glorifying singing to God they are saints there are all those saints that went before us, you know, all our friends and families and those that we don't know. And they're all there to glorify our Lord. There is peace. There is joy. There is a tranquility. And those things can happen here if we stay with him. If we pray this prayer and we really take into the heart and then all through the you know history of our church, 2000 years of our beautiful Catholic church, there is so many different prayers, you know, like rosary, all based on scripture, you know, all the way of the cross, it's placed in the rosary and our lady, you know, she taught us there is so many beautiful prayers and litanies and um, novenas that we pray. And, but they all have the same purpose to lead us to Christ. They're not just, you know, for us to repeat the things that we remember, you know, from our childhood. Um, they are really there to point us to Christ. And he is the one that he will intercede to the Father and the prayers that they get answered. Mm-hmm. And it, it definitely, I, I got points in my life that, suddenly I, I discover, like rediscover again, you know, like pray rosary every day. Mm-hmm. Or I, I've done a, this beautiful prayer of uh, St. Bridget. Um, they pray for one year every day um, to honor Jesus's wounds. And it really allows you to go deeper in those parts that those prayers, um, I'm, I'm, you know, mentioning in, in them. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's something that we definitely should bring in more in our prayers, but always remembering that it's the relationship with Jesus that is not just repeating mm. words, yeah, and you know that the we've memorized. If we've really like put our hearts in it, they will just transform, transform the situation. They will transform us and get us closer to Jesus. 
Absolutely. And they have a very contemplative nature to them. So, you know, praying the rosary, praying the mysteries of the rosary. And we've been praying with a friend who um, lost somebody last year. And each week we go and we pray the rosary. And so sometimes those prayers can be such a gift when there are no words. But this week, that contemplation, the contemplation on the words and the contemplation that happens in in those prayers and through surrender, through relationship is very, very powerful. Yes, and yeah, like as you mentioned, yeah, we've been praying, you know, with our friend, and uh, yeah, those prayers give us the words. Sometimes, as you said, we we don't know what to say because it's been just such a tragic situation, and no words can make it better. No, but, but every week when we pray the rosary, we finish praying the rosary. It's like this this divine peace settles. I often think I have this this visual of a sheet just coming down and falling it's this sheet mary's mantle and of peace and it's so beautiful like that mm-hmm. that deep yeah. peace that you know we don't understand surpasses understanding and it, it keeps is. hearts and minds guarded right yes and that's that's what the the verse you know in matthew 6 says you know like may the you know the your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what he wants. He wants that peace is in heaven, that joy as well that is in there to fall upon us, you know, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is not something that, you know, is in the future. It is now here. Yeah. And we should always remembering that and we should always claim it um, and um, using for, for us and through us for others. Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. I love Zenka. She, if, if you ever need prayers answered, ever she's the hotline lady. <laughs> we just, uh, we just call Zenka. Can you? I <laughs> we need prayers for this. So Zenka, I'm wondering whether or not, as we close today, you might be able to just pray over the women listening, just a prayer for them to encounter Christ. Would yes. you be able to do that? I would be privileged. Thank you. <laughs> And then the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus, I thank you for all these beautiful listeners. And wherever they are, in the car, at home, just trying to find a few minutes to listen to podcasts. I ask, Lord, as they're listening, that you will touch their hearts, that you will change their hearts, that you will enlarge their hearts and you will dwell in them, that your Holy Spirit will fall afresh on them each day, not just at this time, but each day, fall afresh on them. Melt them, mold them. That's one of the songs that just comes to my mind. And that's what you do, Jesus. I just ask, Father God, that you will be individually with each person at this time of Lent, at the time of returning to you, at the time that you restore us, and at the time that you revive us, that you will enlarge our love for you that reflects your love for us. Unconditional, never-ending love. 
Father, I thank you for this time with Karen. Bless her and her family and protect everybody as they go. And the Lord says, go with peace. And we ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, for the glory of God the Father, with the help of our amazing Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you. See, everybody, isn't she a beautiful prayer? Oh, thank you. Thank you want a puppy? Yes, she has a puppy at the bus stop. <laughs> Zenka, thank you so much. We'll have to, I think you're going to give a little input at our, um, our live Zoom calls that we're doing as part of this Lenten retreat. So we look forward to um, reconnecting with Ladies, you there. I don't know but about you, but I am totally inspired to get my Bible out and to get deep into prayer after that conversation with Zenka. Zenka is one of our speakers at our Lenten retreat series. So if you haven't signed up for that, ladies, it is not too late. You can actually join at any time. There is a link below in the show notes or on our Instagram bio. And we really look forward to you joining with us for this beautiful retreat series. It has actually been going really well. We had our first live virtual group last week and it was really really beautiful so please join us ladies it's an incredible experience if you like the genius podcast and you enjoy what you're hearing can i please invite you to leave a review on the podcast platform this really helps to just grow the audience and to get the message out there to other catholic women next week ladies will be diving into this pillar of fasting and how fasting can actually help us deny our desires so that we can grow in beatitude and virtue and love until next week ladies have a beautiful week and god bless you